Can we, give a, can we give a round of applause to Jesus Christ today for his goodness? So if you, yes, yeah. So if you can give me just a couple of hours to share um, what the Lord, no, just kidding, a few minutes. I want to take you to the letter of Philippians today because... I want to speak about the power of grateful, uh, being grateful and, and prayer, no matter what your situation is or where you are right now. So I want you to know this, that if you are walking through a difficult time in your life, a difficult season in your life, I want you to know right now from the start that an attitude of being grateful with the Lord for the things that he has already provided for you, it's a great place to start, to be, to start receiving, you know, answers from the Lord. So, yes, you might be, you know, walking through a very difficult situation right now and say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I have anxiety, I feel desperate, I don't know what to do. Let me tell you, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, but the most important thing is today is that, we learn, you know, from the scripture what we do in those situations. So the, the letter of Philippians chapter 1, um, it's a very, very beautiful chapter because the Apostle Paul, uh, he's writing from jail. Um, and he has such a great attitude. Uh, now, I was thinking, you know, during this week, if I went to prison, uh, how many people, you know, would probably call me or or say hello, or how would I be feeling, but the Apostle Paul, oh my gosh, you got to see this attitude. So Philippians, okay, so he's, he's sharing this letter, remember it's a letter, so it starts with a greeting, and then starts, you know, with some powerful words that, that he says to, to the church. So chapter 1 says, Paul, uh, Paul and Timothy, servants over Christ Jesus to all God's holy people, see how Paul calls everybody holy, to all, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus of Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. Always, I always pray with joy. Wow, that's powerful, right? I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of our God. 
Oh, Father God, I thank you today, Lord God, for this word. I pray, Lord, that you open our hearts today and that you speak to us, Lord God, about the attitude, Lord God, of gratitude that the Apostle Paul had during one of the most difficult times in his life. A time where he could have been saying, Lord, what am I doing here? What are you doing to me? Why am I in jail? I'm just preaching your word. Uh, but Lord, he, his attitude wasn't that. His attitude was, I thank God. Uh, I thank God for all of you. I love you. I have affection for you. Abound um, in, in righteousness and love. His attitude, Lord God, is, is an, an attitude that we, we need to imitate, Lord God. And I pray that wherever we are today, that you help us and keep our minds and hearts pure before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, wow, the attitude of the Apostle Paul. Um, maybe in your Bibles, you're going to see the title of the chapter says, Thanksgiving and Prayer. So, it could have been Paul at prison, right, writing the gospel. That could have been the title of the chapter. However, the chapter doesn't say that. It says Thanksgiving and Prayer. In verse 3, uh, one of the things that you're going to see is it says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Now, one of the first things, you know, that I want to share with you is the, the type of prayer that the Apostle Paul was praying here. Even though he was going through a very difficult situation, he could still remember the people that he loved. He could still remember the people who cared for him in the past. He could still remember uh, and have memories of the people from the church. And during his difficult situation, he was already praying for all of them. And he says, I always pray with joy. Now, I was thinking today, you know, about uh, this little verse in the Bible. Because how many times when we have a need in our lives and when we pray, uh, we only pray for us, right? Especially if we're going through something difficult, like really, really, really difficult and hard. Our tendency is sometimes, oh, Lord, you know, help me. Oh, Lord, you know how I am doing. Oh, Lord, I need this. But it's, it's very unusual that going through all difficulties, you know, that we feel in our hearts sometimes to pray with joy for others. Now, some of you, you know, do it. Some of us. Do it. Some of us, you know, it's still a little difficult. But I want to give you an insight today about that attitude of being grateful that the Apostle Paul had. So when we want God to move in our lives and we want God to move in the lives of other people and we have our daily prayer, one of the keys is do not forget about other people who also need uh, to be touched by the Lord. During the difficult situation that you are going through, uh, Paul says, hey, I am, I am here in prison. I am here in jail. And by the way, I want to tell you, you know, uh, jails, prisons, back in the day, they didn't have air conditioning. Uh, they didn't have heater. Uh, they didn't have, you know, breakfast, you know, at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. and lunch at 12 and dinner, you know, at 5 p.m. And then you go rest and you get a blanket. It wasn't like that. It, it, was, it was a very, very difficult time. The Apostle Paul could have said, God, why are you punishing me? At least I think that's the way I would have felt. You know, I mean, Lord, I'm, 
I'm serving you. I'm I'm going to Agape Church. You know, I'm 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 doing my best. You know, I I I welcome people at the church. You know, I I help you know with the offering. And why is this difficult situation coming to me right now? So during his daily prayer, he still remembered to pray for other people. Now, do you pray for other people, you know, when you have needs? One of the things that I do is, uh, that I personally try to do, you know, in my life when I'm praying is, well, we all know that we start praying by saying thank you, Lord, for everything and thank you for for your faithfulness and blah, blah, blah. And, but one of the things that I do is, Lord, I start praying for others right away to get that out of the way and then I start praying for me so that I don't forget. Because if I start praying for me, I can go forever, you know, I can go, Lord, you know, I have this list, Lord, and, and you know, Lord, my family, you know, over there, they need protection, and Lord, uh, my work, and Lord, you know, my body, Lord, my health, and I can go forever, and by the time I can start praying for others, I'm already tired. So, I think the Apostle Paul is giving us an example of, of how powerful your prayer can be when you remember others who are also in need. So I want to give you a key today. When we pray, when you pray in your daily prayer or when you come to church, you know, after praising God and giving God the glory for where he is and how he's doing in your life. Remember, the Apostle Paul was in prison. He wasn't comfortable. Things were not going great, but he was saying, Lord, thank you. And we will see it, you know, later on in the chapter. So see in verse 3 that he says, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So uh, the church in, in Philippi was one of the churches that, you know, supported the Apostle Paul a lot financially. And what you see in this chapter is that the, the church has been with him for a long, long, long time. Not only that, if you see the verse right there, it says, until now. So even when the Apostle Paul was in prison, the church in Philippi, they were still in contact with the Apostle Paul. They were still, you know, bringing food. They would still be sending support, financial support. They would still be sending prayers. They would still be in contact with him. And I think this is a great example of how when we are going through something difficult, when we are going through something really, really hard, we do not forget about others. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, um, I got a very uh, small paycheck, you know, uh, during that week. Have you, have you guys ever gotten a small paycheck before? And you see the paycheck and you're like, ooh, oh, Lord, what am I going to do, you know, this week? Um, and I had already cashed it, and I already had divided, you know, the, the days, um, how I was going to spend my money. Uh, and one day, I go visit a client uh, in Los Angeles. I get off uh, at a 7-Eleven because I want to get some water. And, and all of a sudden, um, I saw this, this white girl, you know, she was outside the 7-Eleven. She was, she was well-dressed. And now some of you may say, well, you know, white people don't need money. I mean, they got money. Uh, sometimes, you know, that's, that's the perception. And, but I saw this girl, and she didn't look like a homeless at all, trust me. She looked like a college student. And I had my $20, you know, in my pocket, and I just felt like, 
like God was telling me, give her those $20. And, and I was, you know, when God is speaking to you and you're like, okay, this is probably not from the Lord. So I'll just go and take my $20 with me. But I went into a store and, you know, I was, I got my water and I even got a coffee. And that little voice was in my heart, go get, give her the $20. And um, I was, okay, Lord, so this feeling has been going on for more than five minutes. So I think it, it does come from you. Um, so I put the water back and I just got the coffee. And I went outside and I didn't know how, how to approach this girl because you see a, a girl, you know, well-dressed and, you know, maybe waiting for somebody. And I just went to her and I said, hi, excuse me, I just wanted to give you this $20. And she, like, looked at me and literally started crying right there, right there on the spot. And I said, I just want you to know that, you know, God loves you and, and, and you know, uh, look for a good church, you know, where you can go and blah, blah, blah. And then she started telling me that she, had, she hadn't had a job in a long time. She hadn't eaten. And she went just to 7-Eleven just and she didn't know what she was going to do. And when I gave her the $20 and I talked to her, she went inside uh, the 7-Eleven store crying and literally got food right there on the spot and started eating. And I said, you know, I even forgot about my dinner that I was going to have on that day. I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to eat tomorrow or today or tonight. But, you know, this is what happened. Now, you're probably going to laugh about it. But, yeah, it's kind of funny. But sometimes... When we don't take those steps, you know, to help others, even where we're going through difficult times, we may uh, just miss on the blessings that God may have for us. So that day, we had a life trip at Malathy's home. And uh, that day, for some reason, there was just way so much food and way so much food. And I remember Malathy saying, oh, where are we going to do with all this food? And, you know, uh, people got to let us know when they're going to come or not. And, and I was like, Malathy, in my mind, I'll take all that food for me. And I did. I take all that food. And, and I just want to tell you that, you know, sometimes even during the, your most difficult situations, uh, the attitude of the Apostle Paul was, I still remember people who are in need. I still remember people who need. I just don't focus on myself. I, I focus on what God has for me, but I also reach out to others no matter what the difficult situation it is. So I want you to read with me because this is a powerful verse. Um, in verse 6, says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So if you do a little bit of research of what the word confidence means, what it is to be confident, or if you look at people here at the church, you know, who look confident, and, and you ask them, you know, hey, what is your definition of confidence? Uh, the Apostle Paul was practically talking about walking the walk and talking the talk that God will continue to help you and provide for you because you are going through a process. Remember Joseph in the Bible? Uh, first of all, he was uh, betrayed by his brothers. Now, if your family will kick you out of their house, 
either your parents, your mom, your dad, your brother, uh, whoever, and, and they will sell you in, into slavery. And then from slavery, you go and you work for a man, and then his wife, he, she tells a lie, and then you end up being in jail, you know, for a few years. You will probably be very bitter. You will probably be very upset. Because it is very easy when things go difficult, you know, to question the grace of God. It is sometimes very easy to question, okay, where are you, God, in my situation when we are going through a difficult season in our life? But the Apostle Paul brings this amazing verse in Philippians 1.6, and he says, being confident. Remember, no matter what the situation you're going through is, God is doing something in your life, and he will finish it up. But whatever the situation is, you know, stand up to the moment. And if you need to have patience, ask God for patience. If you need to pray more, then pray more. If you need to go to church more, then do it more. If you need to start talking to other people about God, do it more. But be confident that you are going through a process and he who is faithful will finish that process in you. You know, um, you'll probably laugh, but it's not a joke. I'm telling you seriously. I, I'm attempting to get in shape, you know, right now. And, and I'm talking to people who go to the gym. Um, I talked to one person here who goes to the gym, and he actually goes to two different gyms. And I was like, hey, how do you know, I, I see that, you know, you're, you're changing how are you doing? How's your routine? Uh, what are your habits? What do you do? And um, it's it's amazing how you know when you get a when you get a coach and you start going to the gym, they ask you, okay, what are your goals? And you say, okay, I want to lose weight, and I want to look like this, you know, and I want to work on my abs and my shoulders, and we give so many descriptions. And you know what? People who stick to to those goals and those routines, they usually end up getting those goals. Uh, it's amazing how, you know, you hear so many testimonies and when you go to the gym and pictures show you, people show you pictures of this is me, you know, in 2017, this is me in 2020, you're like, wow, you know, amazing. That's kind of what the Lord is doing in our lives. He has a vision of what he wants to do in your life and and we have a vision of who we are right now. So for God, in order to produce that person, that Christian with the character that he wants to see, then you have to go through all of those exercises. And it is important that, you know, when you're exercising and you're feeling pain, that you remember what you're doing it for and who is with you in the midst of that pain. When you're going to the gym, you know, of course, uh, the first week it hurts Right, really badly, uh, especially the first three days. Um, it's it's just really tough, you know. It, it, at the end of the week, you're like, oh no, maybe I'll just um, maybe I'll just do another type of exercise because you know sticking to the routine, it's it's difficult. And sometimes in our spiritual life, you know, it can be the same. However, I want you to remember today that the Apostle Paul is saying in this chapter, God is taking you through a process. And he is faithful. He will finish it up. Sometimes, you know, when I'm driving on the freeway, um, I feel like my patience is tested. Because I drive a lot, you know, because of the kind of work that I do. 
And there's some people, you know, like when you drive on the freeway, they, they cut you off without mercy. When you are driving and everything is going bumper to bumper and, you know, people give you an attitude and, and you know, they, they do signs, you know, from their car to you. And I always say, Lord, um, this is the third car today that I got signs from, if you know what I mean. Um, they, you know, do signs with their hands and fingers when they're upset. But I said, Lord, um, keep me at peace. Keep me at peace. And because I know God is still completing a process in me. Um, just because, you know, we preach, you know, like Pastor Henry and I, that doesn't mean that, that God is not working in us. God is still working in us. But God is also working with you. So today, if you are experiencing a need, remember, keep others in mind. Pray with joy. And number three, don't forget that God is taking you through a process. And when you're going through a process, just say, God, whatever you want to teach me, show me what you want me to learn so that I can keep moving forward and growing. Then the Apostle Paul says, it is right for me to feel this way, verse 7, about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. I want you to see the word, uh, the Apostle Paul says, the word grace. Now, we use the word grace in different, you know, situations, but he's using it in, in a different context. He's saying, um, I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you share in God's grace with me. So, the Apostle Paul is not saying... All of you partner with me and you share the gospel during me being in prison right now or during this difficult time. He's saying you are partnering with me, sharing the gospel uh, through this grace. So he's kind of calling, you know, his situation grace, like a privilege, you know, to, to suffer for the gospel and be here because no matter where I am, I can preach to people about Jesus Christ. What a great attitude. We're going to pray right now. And I want to encourage you that today God can answer your prayer request today. He has the ability and the power to do it. And I want to invite you today to pray with me that first of all, what is, what is God trying to teach me right now through this difficult situation and second of all, how can I maintain my perspective of blessing others even though I'm still in need and presenting my request to the Lord with gratitude. So we're going to close our eyes and we're going to pray. And then we're just going to do a little prayer for each other since the Bible says that, you know, the Apostle Paul also remember other people in his prayers. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, um, right now, Lord God, we come before you and we thank you, Lord God, for this amazing story of the Apostle Paul being through a really, really, really difficult situation in his life. Lord, however, he was able to bless the people that, that were in contact with him, preach the gospel, 
during his difficult situation because he knew that you were working a process in him, but he, Lord God, did it with gratitude. Lord, I pray for any needs right now that you help us, Lord God, to, to pray with joy, to pray, Lord God, with gratitude, and not to forget about others. I'm going to invite you to stand up today um, as the worship team comes forward. So we're going to do a special prayer, and the, the person that is next to you on your right, you're just going to put your hand, you know, on the shoulders real quick. 